0: This episode of Harmonious Gentlemen is brought to you by Blind Man Brewing, makers of craft beer in central Alberta. Say hi to Hans. He can do amazing handstands.
1: Harmonious Gentlemen.
2: Well, if podcast episodes were the number of chromosomes in the cell of every human being, Hmm. you would know that this has to be episode 46 of the Harmonious Gentlemen. I'm Chris
1: I'm Graham and I'm Tyler.
3: Good intro, Chris. Oh, yeah. thanks. I teach that in science, and you are correct twenty three from each
2: parent. Now yeah. does every organism have forty six chromosomes in a cell that's no, that's not to uh, no
3: no actually, there are some like vegetables I think that even have more than forty six so it's not the number of, of uh, chromosomes that actually make you more complex at all hmm. it, so the length of those Strands would be different, or absolutely, yeah. In the yep. shape of each one, yeah. Of course, you guys probably know that the forty. Oh boy, I'm gonna get this wrong.
2: Never mind. <laughs> Pressure's on. No, no, you've <laughs> got to finish that thought. Just take a stab at it. You can edit. Well, it the later. X
3: and Y chromosome refers to the actual shape of the chromosome
2: itself, making right. you a, a female or a male. Yeah. So, were they kind of connect in the middle with that centromere or whatever? That's yeah. That's in the center. Very good. Yeah. Did you look that up as I, well?
1: No, I just walked into your class once. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we're recording here at Chris's house, distanced on his back deck on a probably, I think we've said this before, like most beautiful night of the year. Yeah. This is now no, this the really most beautiful is. night Yeah, this is taking over. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. And before we get to what we're going to talk about as a topic tonight, I want to um, mention that we've had feedback on a recent episode about regret. It was episode 44. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just the three of us and we talked about Regret. The nature of regret, our greatest regrets, and uh, kind of everything in between, and some feedback we received that was greatly appreciated was that we never got to um, address uh, I guess the concept of of privilege, and that our our greatest regrets were things like not showing up for a dinner with grandma <laughs> and like buying a big that vacuum. Was- Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so yeah. like it's so a that, tough life guys yeah so and i think that is one one thing i'd like to say about that is i really appreciate the feedback and when i i mentioned it to chris and graham here we we all said didn't we talk about that and i think it was something we talked about during the break but didn't hmm. get to oh and it was something we were aware of but yeah i think yeah i i think maybe we need to have a follow-up episode where we talk about yeah, how just how privileged we are, and mm-hmm. how we get how that could have been interpreted as right. insensitive. And or,
2: potentially, it's also how we interpreted what regret was, maybe that led right? us in a certain direction. Mm-hmm. With yeah. Those conversations. It's an example of the kind of feedback that I really appreciate.
1: Totally. The, like, we love that our podcast gets people talking, but listeners, you need to know your feedback gets us talking too. And yeah. we, yeah, we love that. So, thank you. all. I'll, I'll Shout out, Paul. Thank you for that, that feedback. Really appreciate it.
3: That's awesome. Nice call, Paul. Thank you. Um, so we have, a, in a few moments here, we have a, an interview that we're going to play that we already had, actually. We'll just say that right now. We already had the interview. Mm-hmm. And we're going to play that after this that I'm really excited about sharing. Um, but before we get to that segment, I just want to have a quick thank you to those who have um, helped the podcast. We did ask for some financial support a little while back. And uh, kind of our spring drive, and you know I appreciate it. And I, I
2: would say like I'm surprised at this point.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's kind of awesome I too. We don't want to like talk about it a long time each episode, but just thank you to those who have helped out. And if you would like to, yeah, do the same thing um, and help us out, you could uh, use uh, our PayPal at harmoniousgentleman at gmail dot com, um, or just an e transfer to the same email address would be great in any denomination you'd like. If you want to support the podcast, basically to keep the lights on, keep the gear up to date and keep uh, things rolling along. So thank you. Mm -hmm. And again, do not feel guilty if you cannot help out. We love having you listen no matter what. Yeah. Thank you very much. True. Yeah. Thanks. So we're going to recommend some things before we get to our uh, interview. Um, Safe to say we've probably never interviewed anyone uh, with this kind of um, fame. This high profile, would you say? High profile. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely someone that we are excited to talk to. So we will play that clip right after our quick
1: recommendations. All right, let's do it.
2: Uh, We like to take some time just to tell each other and our listeners some things that we're enjoying, liking, or spending time with. So my recommendation this time around is going to be the Red Deer River. There's lots of things you can do on it, near it, or around it. Sometimes it's just pretty to walk beside and look at. There's lots of parks in the city, but even if you extend kind of up, um, if you go west and kind of where it starts, there's some beautiful places to camp and uh, canoe on it and all the way through Drumheller. It's just a really great part of our province. So check out the Red Deer River and uh, email us for more specific places for swim holes and or canoe spots fishing spots it's a great thing one of
1: my favorite excursions i've done with a group of friends is um canoeing from like near big valley down to drumheller over three days and just camping on the beach yeah just camping kind of along the way and i want to do that with my family one day too so
3: yeah
1: good recommendation chris
3: yeah we can't top that but we're gonna try okay my recommendation is a store to buy food nice not that exciting, but actually, it's a pretty cool store. It's called Suntera Market, and it's in Bauer Mall in Red Deer, and it's just frankly just a really really cool grocery store market. Um, it feels like something that bigger cities have in general, like, like more organic like and Whole local foods
2: kind of vibe. Or what's it? Yeah, like?
3: sort of. Just um, yeah, just just
2: it feels like a bigger city
3: market. I guess is the way I would put it. Um, just unique brands and just basically like every grocery you would want. Like you could do your whole shop there if you Hmm. wanted to. I thought it would just be sort of a smaller little niche thing, but actually it's a huge um, store and my wife and I had a great time shopping there. So, and like, will Red Deer, will it
2: make it here? Do you think? Is it busy? Is it?
3: It was busy. And when you walk around, it's like the investment is huge. It's a huge store. Um, I hope they do well. I don't love the location in the mall. I don't like really going to the mall. I wish it was not there, but, uh, we'll go once in a while. Not to, not to put down Bauer Mall, but it's not what I think of when I think about the market, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we really enjoyed it. And not a paid advertisement. We just like Sonterra. So it was, it was good. Yeah.
1: Cool. I'm going to recommend the Florida Weiss Lemons and Limes Squared Beer from Blind Man Brewing. And I'm going to read the back of their can. Citrus love, citrus harmony, citrus life. Mm. We again pair zesty fruit with kettle sour beer. Yes. And this time, pairing limes with limes, lemons with lemons, (laughs) and limes with lemons, you can find such an incredible diversity in even simple combinations. Yes. If summer is coupled with brightness, then we'll couple this one with the same. Mm. Lustrous and beautiful. Beautiful. Enjoy this summer. You You deserve deserve it. it
2: amen to all the above there also their branding is all like their the art on the can is so good
3: yeah
1: it's a nice looking can for sure
2: we would read that if
1: they didn't
3: sponsor the podcast no matter what yeah yeah
1: but i'm glad they do and we're gonna read it twice (laughs) since they do Uh. squared yeah (laughs) no good job blind man thanks appreciate it
2: yeah tasting good on this hot deck tonight
3: so -hmm. chris um actually maybe i'll ask tyler about this um Tyler, the interview we're going to air in a few moments here came about uh, because of your efforts. Um, So thank you for that. And why don't you tell the listeners, like, what's
1: going on? Who is this person? How'd this come about? Well, we, as a podcast, have talked a lot about um, harmony in politics or the challenge of finding harmony in political conversations. And then, um, yeah, we kind of just started... Brainstorming who would be good to have have on to have conversations with and I was on Instagram one day with our harmonious gentleman account and I reached out to Janice Irwin, um, an MLA um, for the MLA or for the NDP party in Alberta here, and just threw a random message out there, just said, "Hey, we're a humble podcast, a few listeners who would love to hear your take on harmony and politics." And she responded with a, hmm. yeah, send me an email. I remember That's when uh, she
2: did, because this took a little while to set up, and you, yeah. just how excited. Wow, you were not going to believe it. Alanis <laughs> <Planet> Irwin responded. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well,
3: because we decided to sort of start reaching out a little more aggressively just to, to anyone who yeah. we want to talk to, and it was just a really cool thing to get that to response right away.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we're really, really excited. Um, we weren't exclusively looking for someone with a, someone with a specific point of view. No. We just really appreciate what... um Yeah, MLA Irwin does on social media and, um, yeah, just the way she interacts with with people in Alberta. So we reached out.
2: I think the causes she supports and the way that she she does that too are are pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, And and I think it's worth stating that we've got other feelers out there for other guests and points of view. And so hopefully those come around in the future too. We
3: would love to have some talks with people from a variety of of viewpoints across the aisle. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's the spirit of which we want to move forward with these, with these talks with people. So
1: cool. Well, let's get to this interview. Okay. I'm excited for, for our listeners to hear it.
3: You don't yep. want to hear anything else about Sunterra Market? No, I'm done hearing <laughs> okay. from you guys. <laughs> I mean,
1: you guys are all do right. Do they have but. bagels? <laughs> MLA Janice Irwin was elected to represent Edmonton Highlands Norwood in 2019. Janice is currently the official opposition deputy whip and the critic for women and LGBTQ2S plus issues. Prior to serving as an MLA, Janice devoted over a decade to the field of education, where she worked for Alberta Education as the senior manager, social studies, and then as the executive director for high school curriculum. She started her career working in rural Alberta as a high school teacher and as a vice principal. We're extremely excited for you, our listeners, to hear our interview with Janice Irwin. So enjoy.
2: And um, we're excited to have you as a guest today. Would you mind just starting by telling us and our listeners a bit about yourself? What's your role and maybe the most rewarding aspect of your job?
0: Yeah, honestly. Um, so, I mean, my role, obviously, I'm the MLA for Edmonton Highlands Norwood. And uh, in addition to that, I have uh, critic two critic areas. Uh, I'm the critic for status of women as well as LGBTQ2S plus issues. Um, all those things and uh, a number of other passions keep me busy. Um, although those are my critic areas, I, you probably know I'm pretty passionate about education and uh, mental health, harm reduction, many other issues. You don't have enough time for me to list them all, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a really cool job. And, uh, I have to say, I'm, you know, I, I'm reminded every day, even when I complain that I'm freezing in there, I, I'm reminded every day of just how, how much of a privilege it is. And I think truly, you know, um, the most rewarding part is the fact that, um, you know, I get, to, I get to meet people every day. I mean, these days more often on Zoom and online, but, you know, even out in the community um, mm-hmm. who, who share their stories with me and who uh, oftentimes entrust me with those stories uh, that I can share in the legislature, right, so that I can be their voice and uh, that I can hopefully help to bring about change.
1: So we've, on our podcast, we've had many conversations about politics and how it's becoming more and more difficult to remain harmonious in those conversations. Yeah. So one of our big questions for you is, is there any place for harmony in politics?
0: So, you know, it's a great question. I mean, uh, you know, I think I think one of the things that, that I bring to my role is that I do, you know, I, I try to be uh, as positive as I can, uh, you know. Undoubtedly, I'm not. I'm not going to lie. There are a lot of issues, and a lot of times, particularly when we're in that legislature, that there there there's there's very little to be positive about. Right? I mean, we're up against a UCB gov- government that has been, uh, you know, entirely destructive to to healthcare, to education. Uh, the list goes on. Right? So, um, you know, it can be challenging, but I think that's where you know I. I try to uh, I try to be positive in other ways outside the legislature, right? You know, um, I, I share a lot of content on social media that uh, that you know maybe the typical typical politician wouldn't share, but it's who I am, and uh, and I, I want folks to I want folks to see that. And I think you know I, I talk to a lot of Albertans. I, I'm I'm on the phones a lot, not just to my constituents in Edmonton Highlands, Norwood, but also in mm-hmm. Calgary as well. And um, you know, people. People want us to be critical of Jason Kenney. They absolutely do. They want us to be uh, critical of the UCP, but they also want us to be propositional. They don't want us just to be opposition. They want us to to be propositional as well, right? So what that means is that we need to present a a vision. And um, that's why I'm proud of Rachel Notley and our team, because we're doing just that. We're presenting a vision, a positive vision, which is giving folks hope for for the future, which is what they need. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay.
3: Thank you. Um, you mentioned having lots of different conversations with many different people. And so you must have conversations with people who don't agree with you on issues. Um, And do you have strategies or a goal that when you're talking with somebody who completely disagrees with you and you're having a talk, not necessarily an argument, but you know you're trying to get to a certain place. That's one thing we talk about a lot of strategies for those kinds of conversations. And how do you deal with that?
0: Yeah, it's it's a great question. I mean, I think um you know, maybe it's the teacher and me, but I always just try to to come from a place of, of understanding because you're right, I do. Uh, you know, I'm I'm Uh, admittedly quite lucky in the riding I represent that there's there's a lot of support for me and for the NDP but uh, like I said I've been calling Calgary uh, a lot lately and uh, people who who are certainly not supporters and so you know generally uh, most folks are respectful and kind and uh, you know some aren't let's let's be honest some aren't but (laughs) um, you know even when I talk to somebody who's fundamentally, you know, uh, say opposed to the NDP or is, you know, they're big supporters of the UCP. I, I try to just ask, ask questions. Actually, I remember a conversation I had uh, not that long ago with somebody who, who right away on the phone, somebody in, in, in North Calgary, who who right away said, Oh no, no, sorry, I'm not an NDP supporter. Um, But we ended up actually talking probably longer than I should have um, because it was really just fascinating to me. I, I asked them, you know, we, we talked about, um, uh, we talked about um, economic diversification. We talked, you know, this this person worked in oil and works in oil and gas. Um, and actually, I, I kid you not, by the end of that conversation, I really think I'm not going to say I changed. Uh, I changed changed his mind, but by the end of that conversation. Um, we really had you know I'd, I'd shared a lot of the work that we're doing on econ- economic diversification the work that rachel did when she was in government and he he truly was acknowledging that and you know was saying things like yeah actually you got a point there and you know and I talked about this this government's failings on, on, on diversifying the economy right so I mean that's just one example of many and, and I think um you know I think you can you can truly get at a place of um, uh, of understanding and respect when you come when you come uh, to a conversation with uh, with, you know, with, with that, um, willingness to engage and, 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 and to ask questions and to listen.
3: Yeah. I think asking questions is one thing we definitely talk about as teachers ourselves talk about all the Yeah, time.
0: exactly. I yeah. was going to say you're all teachers, right? We are. Yeah. 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 Oh, I yeah. love it. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I'm not probably not supposed to ask you questions, but where do you all teach?
1: We uh, teach at Gateway Christian School in Red Deer. Yeah. Red do Deer you, Deer you all teach there? Yeah. Yeah. Currently.
0: Oh, very well, cool. Very I'm cool.
1: kind of on a half year off with my kids, but yeah,
2: in other years, sure. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Very cool.
2: Tyler and I have both taught social thirty and we know you were part of the um curriculum development committee, I think, right? For that curriculum.
3: Yeah, we, yeah. We I worked I worked so for well.
0: Albert Education. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, very cool. And social studies teachers too. Graham you social studies?
2: I'm a math and science person. Um so, Sorry. It's okay. We still have harmonious <laughs> conversations with
0: but, him. It's nice of you to accept him. Great, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right.
2: Janice. Do you think things are becoming more polarized in in politics? Like, is the trend that it's more difficult to have those conversations? Is it staying the same? Is it getting better? Some of the um, news that we take in from the south of the border, right, has kind of uh, made us think: Is it even possible to be harmonious uh, politically? But uh, how has that changed, or how have you seen that over the last number of years?
0: Yeah, you know, obviously, I've only I've only ever been a part of um, of a legislature where there are two parties. So from a from an internal perspective, sitting in that chamber, I think yes. I mean, just the very fact that there's only two parties in there. I guess now we have a few uh, we have a few independents, but we know where their uh, where their values lie. So you know, it, historically, uh, the legislature, while it's traditionally had conservative majorities there have been uh you know other other parties represented so that's the internal um perspective but more broadly across Alberta I mean I think I think yes I mean I think there has been just because you've seen a rise in 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 extremism when it comes to say the rise of racism white supremacy anti-maskers who are uh also often espousing those views, but masquerading under the guise of uh, no more restrictions, right? So, I mean, you've seen the rise of of, of those uh, troubling types of uh, of extremists. Um, but generally, I mean, you know, I'm from rural Alberta. I grew up there. I work there. I was a teacher there, as you know. And, yeah, I chat with a lot of people who are in very conservative communities. And there are a lot of people who, you know, who are not... Uh, uh, you know, conservatives, as an example, right, or or who see the the, the current challenges with this this UCP government, and so I think um, I, I think there's an opportunity for um, Alberta to 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 move forward and to um, to sort of unite unite again, and I and I think honestly we'll be able to do that with uh, with Rachel Notley as our leader in in 2023. Sure, there's still going to be opposition, and there's still going to be um a level of polarization but mm-hmm. uh you know i'm i'm an I, I i'm an optimist and uh i know that it doesn't have to be that way
3: mm-hmm. well we have to ask you what role does social media play in politics that's your one of your things that you're very involved in my wife likes to follow your stuff and tell me about it and it's really cool so do you think it has a really important role um in general uh, yeah so just
0: just to be clear, Graham, your wife follows me, but not you. That that well, kind of I don't hurts, really right?
3: use Instagram. I'm sorry.
0: No, I'm just using She's you.
3: so like when I told her we were talking to you, she was so jealous. So
0: yeah. Oh uh, no, it's just bugging, but say hi <laughs> to her. Yeah, um yeah. No, I mean, um, I do like I, I am pretty active on social media. That's 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 true. Um I you know, again I think it's it, it's it's funny because I, I I really didn't realize I mean, I probably did, but Since being elected, as you know, I was only elected in 2019. I just, I probably underestimated the power of social media. And of course, you know, just just a year after being elected, I guess less than a year, the the pandemic hit, right? And um, people were at home, people were on their phones, people were constantly on social media. And um, I've been able to develop a pretty uh, decent following. And I think, you know, I, I try as best I can to to use my platform for. Uh, for awareness, right? Um, you know, one of the the most important parts of my job um, is to amplify voices of folks who've, um, you know, who may not be heard, who've traditionally been silenced. And so, I, I feel like that's a really um, powerful way to uh, to use social media. Um, and and I think it's been it's been fairly successful for me. I mean, hey, let's again, since we're since we're having a Real talk here, you know. It's not to say that there's not a lot of challenges with social media too. Yeah. And I mean, you all probably know I, I get a lot of uh, not so nice stuff on there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But but generally, uh, it, it's it's positive, and and uh, I'm grateful for that.
2: There were two things, I'm kind of cutting Tyler off, sorry Tyler, um, that I noticed on your Twitter feed in the last couple of days. One was just how joyful you were to kick off Pride Week. I think you were in like in a street or back alley dancing with that flag and that just seems to kind of capture your spirit, I think, and your, the joy that you bring to the job and to um, the service that you have for the province. So that was really cool. But then also calling out what happened, and I don't know the details of what happened in the legislature the other day, but um, the way you use that to kind of call attention and also hold people to account for what was going on, just kind of the two sides of what social media could do, I thought from your side was yeah, it was awesome and interesting and um, recent examples.
0: No, exactly. And I mean, in in both of those instances, um, you know, lots of lots of positive activity. And and with the incident that happened yesterday, I truly didn't. I just was, you know, I literally just uh, I was I was actually filming um, the vigil that that had uh, Mm -hmm. uh, formed um, to to recognize the atrocity at at Kamloops. And uh, it's kind of filming it. And I could hear these people talking. And this this guy just kept calling me a man and, and, he was saying him, it was just, it was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I, I started, like, I kind of ignored them and, um, uh, and just, you know, just, just as I, as I got into the legislature, just moments later, I was, I was about to deliver a, a speech on uh, a member statement on pride month. And I just thought like the, the audacity, right. Of, of somebody to just like, you yeah. know, to, to be like that. And it's, like I said, that is absolutely, um, uh so minor um compared to what many members of the lgbtq2s plus community experience and so i am you know I'm, I'm fine and i'll be fine but like i said in the tweet it just reminds me of how why we have pride month why yeah. we keep fighting and why i'll mm-hmm. continue to do whatever i can so that other members of the community don't have experience experience that that crap and a whole lot more right,
3: right. were you surprised when you became sort of you know, you're part of the government and you're more of a public figure. Were you surprised at the negativity that came your way on online or was it something you fully expected at the time?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I like, you probably know I'd run for office before. Um, in 2015 I ran, I ran federally and I got like, I remember the first time I got comments. So, so just, just so you realize we'll do like a little like, uh, uh, throwback Wednesday. Um, <laughs> uh, back then I had, I had longer hair and I was, uh, uh, I was you know i was I was out but I was less uh you know visible mm-hmm. um and so i didn't you know i didn't get any of the homophobic stuff or transphobic stuff i'm not trans but a lot of people often make uh ridiculous transphobic comments um Yeah. So, but I still remember even, even back then, the first time I had comments on my appearance, I was just like, oh my goodness. And it, and it really affected me. But these days, like it truly doesn't bother me as much because I know, you know, it's a reflection on that person. If they are uh, spending part of their day, you know, telling you that you're, you're ugly or a (laughs) man on the internet. I mean, what does that, what does that say about them? But, but truly like generally and i feel like it's it's lessened a bit lately probably because i've blocked all those people but um generally there's a lot of positivity too right so for every hateful tweet there's 30 positive ones right
1: yeah. Yeah. so you've talked uh about being harmonious in conversations you've had with people you disagree with um and we've talked about social media and um, attempt to use it in a positive way i i love all that and you've even touched on asking questions and these are things that we've kind of heard before too. I have, um, one question related to kind of your role versus our role, um, where like you have a a much larger platform than we do. Um, and you are, you are a representative for a party and we are, we are not. So is there a difference? Like, should we, if we're, our goal is unity in the end, does that look different for you than it does for us?
0: Good one. Um I might oh I need to think about this one a little bit. So does it look different for you? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I I think um you know, I think there like people will will, you know, because I do have a position, I think people will will look to me or my my colleagues are our leader, other MLAs even across the across the aisle. Um you know, for answers and and to be to be making that change. I mean, one of the one of the things that happens to me a lot is people assume that we are government. And you know, I'll uh, I'll get a, you know, an example. Is I got a message from a woman who was really angry about um, about uh, the loss of, of three uh, three men in my riding to to overdose not that long ago. And I mean, I was absolutely heartbroken right away. I I, I talked about it in the legislature. I, I you know I reached out to family members. I did you know everything I could in my power to just raise awareness and try to tell their, the stories of those three three humans who, who died um, uh, senselessly. And, you know, just, she was so, she was angry at me and she was like, what are you doing? And why is the government failing? And I said, you know, you're absolutely, you, you are so, you're so right to be angry and, you know, and I also just kinda of used it as an opportunity to just just talk to her a little bit about the fact that I am by no means abrogating my responsibility because I am an elected official and I need to do everything I can. But then I just kind of outlined for her, you know, my role in opposition and all the work that I was doing on this file and how I've cared a lot about this issue for for a long time, right? But you know, I'm never I'm never gonna respond to someone like that who's angry by with by dismissing them or by um, you know, or by, by refusing to engage with them. I mean, unless they're abusive, uh, and right away, you know, her response was, Oh my goodness, you're, you're right. Like I, I didn't realize, you know, she didn't, she didn't realize that, you know, my role and, um, the work that I'd done and, and that's okay. And, and I'm glad she's angry. We should all be angry.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great answer. Um, I had a, maybe a little follow-up question, um, to that with, uh, like you're elected and you're in the, um, opposition. So is it part of your job to be divisive or to be like, um, confrontational? Like, would you say that's part of your job?
0: No, I I don't think part of my job is to be divisive because that's, you know, I, I, again, though, by the nature of our very system right now, we do have essentially two parties. And so, um, and you know from our perspective a government that continues to push forward legislation that um is leaving a lot of Albertans behind so yeah you better believe that we are going to oppose that and we're going to fight with all the tools we have which of course are are few in opposition but we'll we'll use them to the best that we can to to try to stop or to try to amend uh legislation but um yeah i mean it's it's not our job to be divisive um i think that's something the government will say to us when we do oppose things mm-hmm. or when we do push back. Um, we're not, we're fighting for Albertans. That's what we're doing.
2: Um, Janice, we have a longtime listener who I were, you know, we kind of wait to, um, tell people cause sometimes it takes us a while to, once we record to put things together and get the podcast out. Right. Um, yeah. but I told her that, Oh, some we have this really special guest today. And she was just so first of all, she thought, how could you possibly get Janice? Because she's way too big of a deal for you guys. Um, And she's right. But it (laughs) speaks to, I think, your accessibility. Like we're not in your riding. We're not, um, you know, just the fact that you would take time to talk to us. And I'm sure you have. I can't even imagine how many engagements you have a day or how many things that you have you're responsible for in a normal day um, what, what fills your cup? Like, how do you have the energy for this? How do you keep talking to people even when it's tough slugging? And, um, when, you know, it could be discouraging when things aren't going the, your way in the legislature either. Like what, what fills you up, I guess?
0: Yeah, no. And uh, Hey, I'm, I'm the one that's, that's grateful that you asked, uh, but you're right. I mean, my days are probably a little too busy at times, but, um, I, I want to be, you know, Chris, I want to be accessible, right? I want Um, you know, I, I, I get a lot of people outside my riding, you know, I hear from folks all over the province who, you know, aren't feeling represented, um, by their MLA. They've got a UCP MLA who, you know, they just, you know, they feel, they feel alone and they want to know how they they can help. And so, um, I, you know, I, I try to engage with everybody, um, that I can. And, uh, you know, I, I also make sure that I take time for, um, for some, for, for some fun. And so I think for me, filling my cup, uh, things like being, being outside. Um, I love going to my local dog park and petting dogs and just, you know, strolling, I love biking, uh, running those sorts of things. So, um, you know, I, I try to, I am trying, I'm trying to be better at, at making sure I have a balance because I know it's, mm-hmm. it's really easy to not. And I think, I think, you know, real talk, is this my therapy session? Clearly it's therapy. That's fine. <laughs> um, I think my challenge is I do find it hard to say no to folks. So I, I obviously need to work on that a little bit, but, um, you know, <laughs> uh, so far I've been able to, to maintain and sustain, mm-hmm. and that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's good. Cool.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, I've had a couple of hard questions. So here, maybe this is an easy one. We usually do a segment where we recommend things to our listeners, and it can be like anything at all um, like a book, food. It you're, you're, looks like you're, you have a beverage there. You could, if you like it, you could recommend it. Um, <laughs> can you just recommend something to us and our listeners?
0: I mean, I don't feel <laughs> like I I, I should I, I, without a sponsorship from Blue Menu Sparkling Water. Okay. Oh yeah, stores, uh. you know? uh, yeah. No, I won't. Uh, I won't throw that one on the recommendation list. But oh my goodness! Uh, oh, you, Chris, I saw it's that. It's bubbly. Also, you know what? An ex- no. uh, and, and, and you know what's funny? And this is where it's like, oh my goodness, my social media is hilarious. So, um. I had to, uh, you're just going to hear this whole story. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I had posted after the new year, uh, an organization that works with inner city seniors in my riding uh, operation, friendship, senior society. They're great. Do recommend. Um, they had posted that they were wanting people's empties. And so I posted a pic of me. They'd come and picked up on my bottles and you could see my bags of, of, of bottles and it was nearly all bubbly cans. <laughs> and so hilarious. So, you know, I posted a photo, like, make sure you donate your bottles. Let's, let's help them fundraise. Um and somebody tagged somebody tagged bubbly and was like, Oh, you need like a sponsorship deal. Whoa. Swear swear to God, Pepsi messages me. It was like their their <laughs> mother company, yeah, 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 yeah. messages me. They're like, Can we send you some swag? So yeah, like a couple days later I get like a bubbly 2 and some oh, nice swag <laughs> in the mail. So which is just it's just very funny. But um big fan <laughs> of all soda water. I'm not going to say bubbly's my favorite. I just like it all. Huge huge nice. bubbly water fan. So Liz, is, is that a good recommendation? If you haven't tried carbonated water, listen, we all need to be hydrated hot yeah. days like today. Carbonate your I'm water.
2: 100% in your camp there. We've been pretty divisive over the soda water discussion on the podcast before. <laughs> so we've got two haters and wow one big time lover yeah. Wow, well, well,
0: i wish i'd i wish i'd known that before i agreed to okay. be on here that's I that's it. i get it speaking of divisive oh my I'm goodness a long
2: game here and hopefully <laughs> they'll come around but wow.
0: wow yeah chris you and i can talk later this, I appreciate is, this that. must be hard
2: i didn't know we were haters
3: tyler i just <laughs> tyler,
1: tyler, definitely i definitely a hater i think i'd say i am a hater oh. i'm gonna stand my ground
0: Wow. Wow. This escalated quickly. (laughs) Um, But you know what? You, you, it's just, uh, I don't know. I've always been, I've always been a huge bubbly water fan. So, I mean, we'll leave it at that. I don't, I don't want to cause any um, That's a great,
1: that's a great recommendation. That's right in line with the way we do it. So, (laughs) thanks.
3: Well, I think that, I think we're good. I I don't want to take up a lot more of your time. And maybe if we finish a bit minutes early, you can have a little break and... You know?
0: Yeah, so I legit have to go shower, drive to the federal building for this committee meeting, and then uh, the committee meeting goes till 7.15, and then at 7.30, I need to be in the legislature for evening shifts. So, you know, it's going to be a little tight, but <laughs> I, uh, I'll be fine. I'm sure I'll have some time to eat within there oh, and yeah. man, uh, man. On the my road. cat before I abandon him. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, a- anything else, uh, folks?
3: Well, I think uh we just want to say thank you again.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to listen. I will uh can I can I get this podcast from any of our uh podcast uh subscribers? Yeah,
3: yeah. We are everywhere.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Perfect. Love to hear it. <laughs> awesome. awesome.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot.
0: Hey, take care everybody. So nice yeah. to
1: meet you. See you. Bye-bye. Have a great night.
0: Bye-bye.
3: And that was our interview with MLA Janice Irwin, and uh, I thought it went quite well.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I The only part I regret to, to talk about regret is um, speaking up about my hate for sparkling water. I feel <laughs> yeah. like that might have ruined it, but otherwise no. it was
2: good. Yeah. No, she's still, she was still involved at that point. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a big deal to, I think just reach out and have her respond favorably and then give up her time for that. I can't imagine how many um, people ask for her time and, and the things that she's responsible for. It was pretty sweet that she fitted in and then also made us just feel comfortable and yeah. was yeah. generous with her, with her answers too.
1: Yeah. From a podcasting perspective, it was really interesting to have a guest where we had like a very strict timeline, like it was like, we, mm-hmm. we get this time until this time. And there yeah. was, uh yeah, it was over Zoom, which also was another dynamic. so it was, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And listeners might not know, but often, like, the podcast is about an hour, but it probably takes, we're together for two and a half to three, like, yeah. mm-hmm. talking about what we want to do, re-recording things if we mess up. Yeah. um So to just kind of say, oh, you got to squeeze it in.
3: Yeah. We want to thank Tyler because he has some great questions prepared for us that I thought yeah. were helpful in guiding us in our conversation so thanks Tyler for that yeah you're welcome and I just want um our listeners to know that we we're excited to have people on to talk to that that have points of view that might be different than ours or other people that we have on and I think she was Mm -hmm. a really great example of someone that we could have on that can just speak to some issues that we're interested in and Chris and Tyler let's uh let's invite some other people
1: yeah yeah. We, there is one, one question we asked about where we kind of started to dive into what it's like to be harmonious in politics. And we prefaced that question by saying that it's come up lots on our podcast. Like we've talked about um, various issues and and topics and and things that we'll have in conversation with each other. And then it'll come up like, how do we have, how would politi- politicians deal with this? Yeah, Like it's, um, they're dealing with this on a daily basis and they are kind of intrinsically on one side of that, that issue that we, we focus on on these podcasts. So it was, I think, our goal to talk to someone who works in that field and then ask questions about what it's like. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was really cool to hear Janice's answers. And I'd be curious to hear other answers from from others as well. But
2: I think part of that is like you have a topic, like we're interested in harmony and discussion. And then you think, do people think about this stuff? Like, is this in the real world or is this actually something that in a nine to five, somebody bothers to, you know, pay attention to? And then when this is so much of what somebody kind of has to represent or do um, as part of their role, I think that's kind of an interesting angle to it too, that it's something she clearly thinks about and... Mm -hmm. And and sometimes the battle of, you know, when to be and when not to be and when do you oppose and when do you um, stand up and when do you decide, no, we're not okay with this. That's just, that was kind of an interesting discussion, I thought.
3: And I I kept thinking about, too, with the social media aspect, like just the thick skin you have to have when you're in that realm. You know, she talked about utilizing social media to advance the cause and to spread messages and storylines. Um but then of course it comes with the backlash and the some of the anger and some of the really disgusting stuff too. I don't think I'd have that in me to take that. Hmm. You know, I think I would see a comment and focus on it for weeks. <laughs> and I right. I really respect that she talked about just getting better at dealing with that over time. And now it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's almost it's almost I think she mentioned it's kinda of sad that someone would spend that kind of time online attacking mm-hmm. her for Yeah. hmm Yeah.
1: You know. And this is where we're trying to get near the near the end of the interview, try to get to this idea was where like to be a politician, you it's your job to represent a point of view and I think to stand up for that and fight fight for it. And I think that's something that Janice does really well is fight for that point of view and maybe in its own way, the end goal and she even mentioned this is unity. Like the end goal is unity and or harmony. Like she didn't use the word harmony, but um, maybe for like us, that's not our job isn't to represent and even at, maybe if we think of it as podcasters, like this podcast, the job isn't to represent one specific point of view and fight for it and push it. Right. So, um, it was interesting to, to kind of navigate that conversation when we are in very different roles. Like her role mm-hmm. is to push a point of view, a specific point of view, and are we are trying to navigate an issue but we're not paid or elected to push <laughs> a specific side of it like we are trying to navigate and i think the goal in the end is the same unity like we are in this together but the way we do it i think will look different whether you're a, an mla or a podcaster or just someone talking to your friends about um, that makes me think Tyler issues.
2: that's I, I like how you explain that but they um is there a tendency for for people on one side of the aisle to be more question askers do you think like do you have a kind of a preconceived notion of what that looks like or is that just a general quality people have if they're inquisitive and want to better themselves and learn more and it's not like related to one to partisanship I don't know yeah just, it kind of makes me wonder like ours. Are people just some better than others at that because they're learners? Like Janice was a teacher; she was she developed curriculum. Mm-hmm. She was a vice principal. Like she's probably all, all been a lifelong learner and mm-hmm. still is, mm-hmm. and has a heart for the underdog. Like she talked a lot about um, people who, in her own community, who were addicted to drugs or the LGBTQ two plus two s plus community, or people who you know who need people to fight alongside them or be allies with them or kind of see them because other people might overlook them um
1: there's just something really honorable about about that too and yeah those are such great qualities well it just brings up the idea of how to be harmonious does that sometimes in the short term and i don't know if this is where you were going with that but like does that mean in the short term you do need to be maybe i don't know what the right word is but like uh you said question asker Mm -hmm. but um, asking questions with a, a purpose like to yeah. hold to account or um, even in some cases probably be aggressive I think is is part of being maybe harmonious and that, that like I've been I've been thinking about that a little bit more as thinking about what Janice said and then now thinking about myself as I'm not in the same position I'm in very different roles but um, what can I? What can I take from that? And that's maybe one thing I'm starting to think about is, like, is it all about being kind and, and respectful? And I think those are those are words that she would also agree with. Those are important. Yeah. But maybe there is a time where um, aggressiveness or asking very pointed questions um, is also important.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, or I'm standing up for you because nobody else is, or mm-hmm. you need your voice heard. So this is where I step in mm-hmm. and speak loudly. I mean, we'd like
3: to. Invite a variety of people on in the future to share their points of view as well. After that talk, and I know, uh, yeah, there are conservative, uh, you know, members of our government that we would love to talk to as well. I think it's something in our future that we'd like to reach out to as many people as possible to share their thoughts on this topic,
2: and uh, let's we'll see if it happens. That's you yeah. Know. That's a great first step, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are th- is there anything you wish you would ask her that now you're thinking about? Like oh, We either ran out of time or I kind of missed the boat on that one. I
3: mean, as an educator, I, I, I am really interested in just the curriculum right now, just the new curriculum rep, um, mm-hmm. yeah. presented from our UCP government. And I and the feedback on that, I'd be curious um, more specifically how she feels about it. I'd also love to talk to um, someone from the UCP about that topic right. as well. I think right? you know how Janice thinks, yeah. or you could guess. Uh, yeah, exactly. And so I'd love to hear, um, maybe we, we can get someone from our closer to us and red deer maybe to yeah. talk about this one at one <laughs> point with us uh yeah. so yeah i mean with with janice and it was our first go it'd be, it was nice to be more general but for the future yeah definitely more specific um, bills and and current events and as teachers the curriculum is definitely uh relevant to us
1: there were a lot of a lot of ways we could have went with that that conversation like curriculum would have been a really i think interesting conversation to have um because LGBTQ. she's worked in that capacity, too. Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, the she has passions as well, like, um, like poverty and um, LGBTQ issues. And yeah, like there's so many things we could have dove into very ultra-specifically, and that'd be great. So um, Janice, if you want to come back, <laughs> yeah. we would gladly have you. But yeah. um, I don't, yeah, there's... The re- thing I really wish I would asked is like, how, Janice, do you like sparkling water drinks <laughs> like, it's like
3: it's, if you want pop have pop no no. and no, if you, you want, want water you don't
1: have
2: some ice water exactly somebody explained it to me this way it's like you're just drinking carbonated water and somebody from a room close to you whispers lime and that's sort of the, <laughs> that- <laughs> that's about as intense as the flavor yeah. gets and i'm like yeah i'm okay with that that's yeah. it. that is what i like about it all right um it- listeners
3: hey it's graham um you may have noticed that we are talking to a few more guests than usual, right? Mm-hmm. In the first 30 some odd episodes, we didn't do this very often, right? But we were definitely getting excited about speaking with different people. So if you have any suggestions of people that we could maybe chat with, or you have connections to, we'd appreciate that actually. Um, yeah. Cause we've had lots of talks about people who we'd love to chat with. And so let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do they have to be epically famous? No. It no. helps. it helps that's kind of where I was going with that (laughs) maybe no current prime ministers or presidents but past ones okay yeah I like that one level that's a good idea well we should probably take a quick pause we'll end like we normally do with some confessions because I know there's something weighing on each of our our hearts tonight yeah Janice didn't really want to do confessions or we didn't actually ask her did we no we we didn't ask yeah her confession is she did our podcast (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: As probably most of our listeners know, Mahatma Gandhi uh, talked about confessions a lot, and he said, confession of errors is like a broom which sweeps away the dirt and leaves the surface brighter and clearer. I feel stronger for confession. It's kind of nice, isn't it? I like that. I'm going to start.
3: Okay. (laughs) Your broom, get your brooms Uh, ready. Um, My confession is that I have become dandelion obsessed (laughs) this last week, and I think this is kind of um common i think right now there's dandelions going pretty crazy wreaking havoc on this this town of red deer unbelievable unbelievable and it's worse than ever in my backyard and it started as an interest i'm just going to go back and i have this tool that pulls them out by the root, and kind of just move around the yard once in a while when I'm playing with the kids. But over the last week, it's been getting more and more intense. And every day I wake up and I look out there and they're just blooming like crazy. And you, you <laughs> yeah. think you get rid of them and you don't, and they're back in, in stronger numbers. They come back with friends. They do, and with a vengeance. And so I've been having a lot of trouble just um, giving up and, and, and taking my time yeah. away. And I guess my confession is that, number one, I just feel like it's, it's been a, an obsession. But number two, when I close my eyes to go to sleep, I, I, picture, I picture them. Just, <laughs> Those golden heads. Yeah, and just the, just those those thick, you know, roots and morsels just <laughs> spilling forth from the earth in a splayed yeah. pattern, wow. and just jamming my tool symmetrically
2: right
1: into it, <laughs> and <laughs> and releasing it from the earth. It's just—it's it, it, quite it, a dream. But it's, it's not a dream. It's, it's, it's like satisfying, but it's never ending. Exactly, and that's the frustration.
2: Yeah, it, it's like it's yeah. How many chromosomes do you think a dandelion has? Oh, way more than what we have. Yeah. Way more. <laughs> yeah, A complex organisms. It's like shaving your
3: face, but it never stops. Like, you, sh- you, you, you shave and it's there. And you shave and it's, yeah. it doesn't go away. Once you have done your sideburn,
2: you go to the under, upper lip and it's back. And
3: it's back. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, man. I'm going to have
1: nightmares of dandelions tonight.
3: I don't know how many I've, I've ripped out of the ground and they're, they're still... And today, it was like really hot out. Yeah. And so they win. They win today. Oops. I'm not going to go out there in that heat. <laughs> you win. You.
2: They wait for a day like this. And they know they got you.
1: They got me. They win. I'm done. Nice. Right, Chris, do you want to go next or do you yeah. want me to? No,
2: I certainly can. And mine actually is very recent. In fact, it happened today. I lied to Tyler. I think what you call this, Ooh. like a little white lie, maybe. Oh. You tell me, though. So uh, we were going to bring certain gear to school because we were recording our interview um, with Emily Irwin. Using um, computers, yeah. microphones, etc. I told Tyler that I I had forgotten my Blue Yeti microphone and my headphones. And that wasn't the lie. The lie was that I said, yeah, shoot. I just left them by the door when really I hadn't even thought to get them <laughs> to the door. I, the blue Yeti is sitting on the shelf upstairs and the headphones are downstairs. I didn't even remember to like
1: gather oh. them and get them ready. I would have been so much more angry at you right. if I had known the truth.
2: Why the, but, why but here's the, conf- like why lie? Why would I not just say, I just forgot instead of, yeah, they're, they're sitting by, the by door. my door, which is what I told Tyler. Uh, I don't know why. Maybe it makes me think like I did sort of remember instead of I'm
1: completely forgetful. Mhm. Well, I absolve you of oh, your sins you. if that's something I can say. Thank you, Mahatma. <laughs> 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 Tyler <laughs> is touching Chris's <laughs> forehead at this moment. yeah. That's a good a good confession. I think you don't need to yeah, you do not need to feel to carry that with you anymore. I won't. Um, <laughs> Anymore, it's been like an hour, more, but <laughs> it has been weighing heavily. <laughs> My, I was uh, I, I teach high school, and I I've had students over the years challenge me to arm wrestles, and I, I'm sure you mm-hmm. guys have as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but so as you know, in that situation, it's a lose lose situation, or at least a no win scenario. Meaning, but, why is that, Tyler? Well, if you defeat a grade ten student in an arm wrestle. Yeah, it's like you nobody's shouldn't. really. going You beat to- a child. Good job. Congratulations, <laughs> right. grown man. So there's no win there, but then if you lose, like you bear that—that's yeah, a lose cross for a long time. So, I a student was challenging me to an arm wrestle, and I was I was refusing or passing on and saying no. I don't need to do that. And I kind of even explained the whole lose lose scenario thing. But then this student um very clever student said, "Fine, we'll just ask mr so and so so they 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 They're knew what they were doing totally their- they they were like we we'll just uh, this other teacher will do there's another teacher who's more fun than you. We'll just ask we'll ask him, he'll do it, and that's totally my confession is that that was what had me arm wrestling those students. Because I, so, they, and they totally played me. Even afterwards, they said, we knew that would, we, that would get you to do it.
2: It's a good move.
1: And, uh, so I was arm wrestling students. Um, and like, yeah.
2: we're not going to ask if you won or lost. I won. Because, okay. <laughs> I, I, I did want to go there, but well, that's good. Yeah. But your right. confession was a, not, as you may have
1: expected, that I had lost to a grade 10 there's student. There's been but,
2: kids who have come through high school who oh, probably man. would be tough to beat if it was a real fair one.
1: Fight guest we've had on the podcast yeah as a high school student defeated me and that's kind of brought to light this whole lose-lose scenario is he because knows who of, he, is and he, he knows re- who he is and if he's listening right now just like, he's loving oh, the little man. shout out that he he, he did have to work out a lot to I finally think he, defeat he did me like but
2: like constant curls that year just for that purpose
1: <laughs> but anyways the confession is i'm um vain enough or um, where I must defeat students yeah. in competitions like that oh, that's right. or else. That's the right move. And then also all it takes is someone saying, well, we'll ask the more fun teacher to do it. <laughs> and then that will convince me to do yeah. things that I'm otherwise yeah. opposed to. So, yeah, that's my confession.
3: Well, you guys are just awful. Both of you.
2: But clear consciousness.
3: Yeah, I feel great
1: now. to bed tonight. It's you're going to be away. dreaming yeah. about We'll see how you sleep tonight. Lines. Thinking about all these dandelions. I've been so unfocused thinking about that all day. Do you see all those millions of dandelions out there right now? Oh, and
2: this field behind Chris's place, it is
1: (laughs) incredible. Yeah,
2: Listeners, if you don't go to the Red Deer River uh, this week, come over to my place, stand on my deck, and just curse the dandelions with me. Marvel at their splendor.
3: Chris, and I was going to wrap up. Yeah, me too. I was
1: was probably going to take your job. I was going to say, if you want to email us about uh, your confessions... Or if you agree or disagree with any of the things we've said on tonight's or today's podcast, let us know. Chris, how could our listeners reach us?
2: You could certainly send an email to harmoniousgentleman at gmail.com. But we're also active on social media. Harmonious Gents, at Harmonious Gents, is both our Instagram and Twitter handle. And of course, you can always just search us up on Facebook.
3: You got it. Right? the search bar. (laughs) (laughs) There's some kind of search (laughs) function there. Is that true? (laughs) As far as I know. Well, that was fun, you guys. Thanks for hosting, Chris. Was,
1: yeah, of course, mm-hmm. that's great.
3: And uh, who knows who we'll be talking to in the future? We have some irons in the fire. <laughs> we have some ideas, is that <laughs> <a thing? laughs> some people though—is that a term? Iron, irons, irons in the fire. fire yeah. Okay,
2: I don't know what yeah. that refers to, but maybe that could be somehow part of. An well, you've intro. Got a lot of
1: jobs on the go. You got a lot of.
2: But yeah. what does the iron like? What would that have been? Is it like an iron you iron your clothes with? No, no. it's got to be just
1: blacksmith. Mm-hmm. You're making a horseshoe and you're making a sword. Yeah,
2: at the same time. Yeah, yeah.
1: They were blacksmiths are notable <laughs> multitaskers. <laughs> if you uh, if you appreciate this episode, you can always uh, support us financially. If you're still listening, yeah. um, you could also uh, review and recommend us on on iTunes. Uh, apparently, iTunes. It's quite Yeah, helpful. I think that's yes. where you can do that. I think we have 22 reviews currently on iTunes. It's not really.
2: It'd be nice to get up to about 100. Let's get to 100. Come on, listeners. Let's do it. And we have a five-star rating at the Nice. That's probably my mom, your mom, and <laughs> your, okay, <so laughs> 19 mom. others. <laughs> All right. We're going to end
3: now so you can go out and give us a rating right now. Okay. Right? Thank you. Thanks, everyone.
1: Right. Yeah, thanks a
3: lot.